everybody, and welcome to Best Behavior Creative Club, an original podcast from DS Originals, design sensory based out of Knoxville, Tennessee. I am your host, Chris McAdoo. And I'm Brad Carpenter. And we are incredibly beyond stoked to have Jeremy Cowart with us uh, today. Jeremy is a photographer, artist, entrepreneur and a man on a mission that believes in the possibilities of creativity, not just for individuals, but for everyone around them and the communities that they live in. And I'm going to kick things off with a quote that's from Jeremy's latest book, I'm Possible. No one ever created something truly spectacular, something audaciously purposeful by giving into fear and practicalities. Um, and I think that is a great place to start. Jeremy, would you mind giving a quick background on kind of where you uh, where you came from and uh, the things that inspired you to be where you are now? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a native Nashvilleian, so I live in Tennessee and kind of grew up in the art scene a little bit more in the music side. My parents were in the music industry, so I kind of grew up all around the music and the arts and, um, you know, wanted to be a musician as a kid, but as I grew older, I fell in love with art and design and painting and all that, all the visual arts. And so, um, I've been doing some form of visual art, you know, since, since college. And, uh, now I do a little bit of everything. I, some days I'm painting, some days I'm shooting and, uh, some days I'm being an entrepreneur. It just depends. Uh, I'm definitely a ADD, and I guess you could call it a professionally curious. <laughs> professionally curious is definitely a uh, a good way to describe, I think, the uh, the arc of your life. And um, I think I, we can talk specifically about uh, something that you launched just a couple of days ago. This is early February. Um, and you launched essentially a new company, a new concept called Enneagraph. Um, tell us a little bit about, give us the skinny. Yeah, uh, I literally had the idea, gosh, I think 11 days ago now. Um, but the idea was to launch a portrait headshot company um, in my studio where other photographers can shoot under the name but um but yeah we we shoot headshots and portraits but we offer nine uh lighting styles that are all based on the nine enneagram types so um there's literally a different you know style of lighting for you know the individualist the helper the loyalist the achiever all those uh enneagram types so it's pretty fun what gave you this what gave you this idea? Like where do you come up with these uh these things, man? This this one was pretty random. I was actually scrolling Instagram on a Sunday and came across a buddy's post about a freaking pillow. As a, a pillow shaped as a hand. Really colorful and it just made me laugh, uh, about the idea of somebody sitting their butt on a big hand. Uh, just the visual of that is hilarious. And somehow my brain like went to, I don't know, just color and personality and fun and funny. And I just started like thinking how individualist, individualistic that was. And somehow my brain went to the Enneagram. And then I, I don't know, I just, something clicked. And I was like, I need to design my lighting around the Enneagram types. And, uh, then it was the following day that I was like, oh, yeah, it should just be called Enneagraph, combining the 
the word photograph thinogram. Um, so yeah, ideas are a weird thing. You never know. You never know when they're going to pop up or how they're going to pop up. Um, but I always try to write them down immediately and document the process. Well, ideas are a <laughs> ideas are a weird thing, and I think one of the, the things that you've done very well over your career is um, not only accept the idea but embrace and take action. Right. Because the Enneagraph is the most recent example. Um, but I think a, a, a similar turn um, came from your decisions with um, Help Portrait. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, Help Portrait was an idea, another random idea that probably hit me, um, gosh, 11, no, let's see. Yeah, about 11 years ago. Um, and the idea was just really simple to find people in need, take their pictures, deliver their pictures, and print them out, you know. Um, we did it here in Nashville the first year, and then I had the idea to kind of try to spread the word about it. And so the next yeah. year, uh, Help Portrait happened in over 40 countries. So it kind of just blew up as a, as a global movement. And how many portraits uh, have been taken under the Help Portrait moniker? We don't know for sure because a lot of groups around the world never actually report their numbers, even though we ask. Uh, and then it also became a movement even outside of who we know. And so uh, it's got to be well over a million now. I mean, I think at our last official count, it was about half a million. But I know the numbers are far, far more than that. Man, that is that is just incredible. So from, uh, you know, finding these uh, photography-based and art-based um, ways to present yourself, represent yourself, and represent others. You also go from that um, to uh, to writing, right? Like, so um, your latest book, "I'm Possible." Um, give us a little, uh, give us a little taste of what that book is about for folks. Yeah, it's really um, an autobiography. I mean, it is my life story. Uh, a few years ago, my buddy, my buddy Johnny Cuff asked me to speak at a conference, and I was like, man, I'm really not a speaker, and it's not my thing. Um, so I passed, and then a few days later, I was like, wait, I've got an idea. I think I could draw my story and kind of illustrate everything I've been through, and so I did, and that, that really went over well, and um, I kept getting asked to do that same talk, and then I kind of accidentally launched a speaking career, and then... Uh, then Harper Collins reached out and was like, "Hey, this should this should be a book." And so, uh, so yeah, it was all it was all very accidental for sure. But being able to take those like accidental inspirational moments and turn them into something. Well, one of the things that you touch on in the book, and I think something that you have acted on in your life, both personally and professionally as a creative, is you don't just talk about it. Um, I think that one of the strongest things about the uh, about the book, um, you know, is that you say risk takers, creatives, entrepreneurs, we act as if we have supreme confidence in our ideas and our art. But actually, <laughs> a lot of that is the Instagram face. Right. And we all deal with that doubt as artists. We all deal with that. Uh, uh, those those issues that come up and what separates the the pros or from is is the ability to not only overcome but sometimes use those as a strength right um to use those those doubts as an inspiration in their own right and i think um you know for you a lot of the uh, the impossible the book and the things that you do are um it's not just 
what you are capable of, but what others are capable of. So dig into a little bit about some of the motivations behind your outreach and the reasons that so much of the art that you create involves other people and involves community. Yeah. Um, I've, I've kind of realized over time that like I came up with a mission statement that says my mission is to explore the intersection of creativity and empathy. And I just love, I love ideas that are both creative and help others. So anytime I can, you know, combine a really good idea um, with something that I think is uh, going to help others, then it's a win-win because I'm really just fulfilled by by any, you know, all these projects that you mentioned, even the hotel, are all things that are hopefully going to be good for humanity and help a lot of people, but are also creative. And so I'm always kind of searching for those outlets. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, about the hotel. Uh, and this is the Purpose Hotel, which, again, was one of the ideas that, you know, that you had. Um, and there's a couple things that I think brings to mind here is one, um, not being afraid of those big ideas. And two, I want you to talk about the importance of finding people that you trust um, if it's if it's a trusted confidant, if it's a partner, if it's a business partner um, that allow you to excel and go down those excel at those paths and go down those roads that you want to travel. Yeah. So the question is, how do I find those people? Or how do you? Um, I guess like with the the hotel is such a big idea. Is yeah. How do you bring the right folks into your life? That's a good question. Um, it's it's always I mean dependent on the project obviously. Cause right now um, with Hinegraph, there's actually other photographers that are doing the shooting and and not me, which is uh, kind of crazy but also fun. And yeah. so uh, I've got my buddy Micah, and that's my first photographer. And uh, you know a lot of a lot of the things come kind of naturally. Just my, my own friends and my community. You know, on the Purpose Hotel, it was. Um, my longtime business manager that's now my business partner on the hotel front. Um, you know, we've, we've just got a long history together. So I usually just go to people in my, you know, find the right people in my community. Nashville is an amazing town. There's so many talented people here and good people here, good people with big hearts. Um, and so I don't have to look too far usually to find that find those uh, people to work with. Well, yeah, I've, East Tennessee is a, uh... We're we're proud to proud to call this place home for sure. Um, what keeps you from uh, you you have you've traveled the world, you have shot the biggest stars, accomplished all this stuff. What keeps you in the southeast? What keeps you in Tennessee? You know, versus moving to the coast or something like that. Yeah, I actually did uh, move to the west coast for um, about a year, actually a year and a half. It's a really long story, and I actually loved it out there. Um, uh, my wife did too. We had a great time out in LA, but just a, a sequence of life events kind of forced us to move back to Nashville. Um, but we don't regret it. We both don't regret our time out there and we don't regret going out there. It was just that right season of life that we gave it a good shot. Um, in fact, had I not moved to LA for a year, I never would have had the idea of the Purpose Hotel because I had the idea hmm. out there on a photo shoot in LA and um that would not have happened had we not given it a go. So, yeah, very, very glad for that season of life. 
Well, you had the idea, you know, out there. Why don't you, um, can you give the, give an idea of what the Purpose Hotel is all about? Yeah. Um, the Purpose Hotel is, will be a hotel chain where everything in the buildings connect to causes or nonprofits so that just by staying in the hotel, you're quote unquote changing the world in your sleep. So everything you do inside the building will connect to a life outside the building. That's that's a big idea. It's it's, just... it's alarmingly big. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's every day, every day in all these meetings with business types and lawyers and investors, where they're all, you know, saying all these words I don't even understand. I realize what I've gotten myself into. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's got to be it's challenging, but it's also got to be exciting to be the artist in the room, right? Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's definitely um, rewarding. I just, I'm, I'm thankful to have a really smart business partner who is way more uh, prepared for this than I am, and he's he's a genius and really the one. You know, I'm getting all the credit because I'm the founder, but he's really the one making it happen and bringing it to life. So you you have to have that that person in your in your thing. If if I mean if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to have the the doer. You got to have the doer and the dreamer. I'm certainly the dreamer, and he is certainly the doer. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, somebody has to make sure that the paperwork gets turned in on time. Well, um, yeah, that that times a million. There's so much, uh, so many things he does on a day to day basis that are incredibly uh, complicated and uh, uh, intelligent and. Just, it's a very complex business for sure. Well, everything, you know, kind of speaks and ha- to its own complexity, right? Um, and I, I kind of want to bring bring us back into a, a, a on a more more personal note from the Purpose Hotel. I see that a lot of what you talk about, and again, a lot from the book, also speaks so much to the importance that you place on on people, right? Um, and on the people around you and on your family. It's interesting. It's a question I always ask as somebody who's been doing this a long time and somebody who wants to continue to create for a long time, how your um, your inspirations, your aspirations change as you not only just get older, but get different responsibilities. You know, when you started out, maybe you didn't have kids, but now you do. Um, maybe you didn't have a significant other, but now you do. And so things matter more and differently. Um, so what are some of the things like from there that are guiding principles in your life that allow you to be this creative, um, this creative person that's focused on output while also being focused on the people around you and family? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, the only strategy really is one day at a time and trying to make the best decisions with each day, you know, like how do I? How do I make sure I choose my family every day uh, in the best ways possible? Like, for example, I speak a lot. And when I go speak, a lot of times they want me to fly in a day earlier or stay a day later and attend the VIP event where all the speakers will be and, you know, play the game and do the schmoozing. And I always say no to that stuff because it's, I mean, of course, I love to socialize and, you know, be with the other speakers and do all that. But I always say no because that's, saying yes to another day away from my kids and it's just not worth it. You know, I'd rather be there for their soccer games or basketball or whatever it may be. Um, 
so I'm I'm not missing that because I can't get those days back. So I miss a lot, you know. I say no to a lot of gigs so that I can stay home. Um, and I'm even, you know, launching this new business uh, so that I can free myself up some more. So I'm always thinking, how do I work smarter, not harder, for sure. <laughs> Well, it's that time that is the ultimate resource that all of us have the same amount of. <laughs> and I think you, now I like what you said, you say no to some of that extemporaneous, some of the extra stuff so that you can say yes to your kids and to your family. Um, I just think that's a, that in itself is a great theme, learning when to say no uh, and learning when to say yes to kind of like we'll kind of sort of bring things into the um, the last couple of minutes here of the uh, of the interview um, so with the Enneagraph it allows folks to come in and through lighting through texture through shape through all these wonderful things kind of experience their Enneagram which by the way have you gotten what are you which one which number are you I, I am definitely a four with the three wing <laughs> <laughs> I ended up, although I don't 100%, uh, I don't know if I totally agree with it. I ended up being a six, um, which is the loyalist, um, which is, which is, uh, which is interesting. Um, But again, that speaks to, you know, like you're opening up people's, you're opening up the opportunity to experience themselves, their emotions um, in a visual way that I think is yeah. is really cool. So what are the plans with the Enneagraph? Are you guys going to um, do a launch from that? How do people learn about it? What's, you know, how do people learn more about it? Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's a traditional portrait and headshot studio. So people can come in and have their pictures taken, whether they care about the Enneagram or not. And, you know, like we're just here to take pictures. Um so senior portraits, band portraits, corporate headshots, whatever, I've just designed the lighting that we offer around the Enneagram because I think it's really fun and interesting and different. And I'm pretty sure we're the first, you know, company in the world to do this. Um, and I've never, certainly never heard of it. Um, and so, yeah, And but the cool thing is if people are Enneagram enthusiasts, I think it's a really fun way to explore your identity and learn more about yourself and capture your identity and just let it, you know, let it be visually represented. Um, in fact, I'm literally editing, editing a four portrait as we speak. I, I do get to talk while I edit. So I'm actually editing a, a portrait, an Enneagraph sheet that was done this afternoon. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool to see people come in and um, it's just really, at the end of the day, it's clever marketing for traditional portraits and headshots. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, for some parting words um, from you to uh, either already pro or aspiring um, folks that want to make inspiring art. Uh, that want to make a difference, that want to make uh, their own mark on the world. What's uh, what's something you would leave with folks? Yeah, I think in whatever you're looking to do, like you have to figure out what to say and how to say it in a unique way. Like what's going to be your 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 unique stamp on your industry? You know, as a photographer, there's so many good photographers now. So I have to continually like what's my voice within the industry. 
and how do I make that unique? You know, so I'm always exploring ideas and concepts to 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 do things differently. And it's not easy. And then you know, it's the kind of question you're you explore the rest of your life. It's not like something you're gonna figure out, you know, in the first couple of years. It's a long journey to, to find those answers. All right. Well, hopefully uh, for everybody out there, it's a journey worth taking. Um, so, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a wonderful conversation. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, and uh, people can learn more about you, uh, what you're doing, and any graph. Uh, where's the best place for people to go? Yeah, for me, I'm just JeremyCoward.com and at JeremyCoward on socials. Uh, Enneagraph is uh, Enneagraph.co.co and then at Enneagraph on Instagram. Awesome. Jeremy, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You are truly somebody who not only makes things, but you make things happen for yourself and for other people around you. And I think a model to follow for folks that want to take that creativity um, that's deep inside, that's in your soul, that's got to get out and make something real out of it. Um, So this has been Best Behavior Creative Club. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, And if you can do one thing for me, if you're listening right now, is I want you to uh, to put this. uh, If you're if you're listening on headphones or if you're doing whatever, I want you to maybe put it down now, and I want you to go make something, and I want you to go make something amazing. Hey, thanks for listening uh, to Best Behavior Creative Club. I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed what you just heard. Best Behavior Creative Club is a design sensory production and a DS original series hosted by me, Chris McAdoo. We're produced by Brad Carpenter and executive produced by Joseph Nother. Sound engineering by Hunter Foster and music by Matt Honkinen of Pitchwire. Design Sensory is an award-winning, full-service branding, research, advertising, and digital agency based in Knoxville, Tennessee, the best place in the world. You can fight me for it. If you like what you heard, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, etc., etc. And if we made your commute or your romantic walk on the beach a little more bearable or just a little more romantic please leave us a review or drop us a line at bestbehavior at designsensory.com. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Now, go make something great. Great.